And welcome back to the Keeping It Together podcast. I'm Sabrina. And I'm Alyssa, and I'm really pissed that you missed what I did. It was epic. I guess I'll watch it. You'll have the... to watch it later. I'll watch it later. Anyways, welcome to 3.19. I can't believe we have only one episode after today's left in season three. This is also episode 99. Oh my god, we're so close. We're so, so close! Well, we have a lot to talk about today, so I don't want to delay. I really want to get into what's your struggle, because, guys, we had the most keeping it together moment I think we've ever had in, like, a long time. So does that mean you... (laughs) Well, wait a second. Wait a minute. Yes? What's your struggle? It's everybody's favorite segment. Um, I feel like you want to go first. I don't have to. I, I want you to go first. All righty. <laughs> well, um, my struggle this week has been my anxiety, and it's what caused us to be late to today's recording. It's also what caused me to have to cancel one. Anyways, as everybody is pretty much aware, every COVID case in every state is rising. And so naturally, I've been getting a little anxious about it, but I wasn't super worried until I got a couple phone calls from friends who tested positive and they only had minor symptoms. They had like allergy cold symptoms like Mm -hmm. and one of them was even telling me any other time of year they would have been like, oh, whatever. It's just like the temperature change. I'm not going to think about it. But he went and got one. And tested positive. And over the past week, I've had like a sore throat, dry cough. I would have never thought anything of of it last year. But this year, naturally, I'm like, oh, my God, that's it. I have COVID. Must be it. Has to be the answer. Like, yeah. So so naturally, her anxiety rubs (laughs) off on me as well. And I'm like, well, shit, she might have COVID. And then shit, I live with her. So I'm going to get it, too, immediately. Well, I did wait before. I I waited two days. I quarantined. I waited two days to, like, see if my symptoms would get better. More or less, they did. But I was like, "Mm, still want to get one just in case. And I had to wait in a waiting list for almost four hours to get my test thankfully everything was negative everything was negative but let me tell you anxiety is uh i haven't had a a day like that in a long time a long time probably like a month and (laughs) probably like (laughs) a long time a month well okay (laughs) let's let's backtrack 2020 has been an anxious year for everybody doesn't matter who you are i feel like everybody has just been like anxious every moment so if this year hadn't happened a long time would probably be like almost a year for me Mm -hmm. when it was that bad where it was like every day was like okay i just need to get to the next day monitor the symptoms da 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 like figure everything out and it just was like ooh, what's that you know that noise of like that like thing i'm gonna plug it in but that thing that's (laughs) what it felt like like i just man and it really fucked me up hard like i took a really hot shower and i cried and i had a lot of realizations after and a hot shower fixes everything obviously but i felt bad i like set myself into a spiral i like sent you to become anxious with it and it was just like a whole thing i mean honestly i'm pretty much always anxious about this virus so you know it's (laughs) i i was gonna be anxious regardless so well the point of the story is that if you think you're the only one anxious about this shit you're not because i am and i hope you find a little comfort in that i like called one of my friends about it from home just like telling her about the whole situation she just laughed at me and she was like that was me a week ago and i was like oh okay so it's not just me (laughs) and it made me feel a little bit better but man it just the whole thing just fucked up my whole last 24 hours i couldn't like pay attention at work 
We had to cancel one of our studio sessions because I didn't know if we were going to make it in time, if I was going to get in my test results in time. It was just like everything like stopped all of a sudden, you know, like that feeling yeah. where you're just like nothing else matters until I know this answer. I mean, that that happened to me when we had the uh, uh, like when, when I when I had my one COVID scare that I talked about on the show before. Um, I just like I shut down. I like immediately went home after the test. I just like took a shower and just like got in bed. I felt like I really couldn't do anything. Yeah. I didn't I didn't wanna I didn't wanna like leave my room just in case I was positive. I didn't want to go around you guys. So I mean I get it, that worry. And it's awful too, because then my nurse practitioner was one she was telling me, like, yeah, this has been happening where people have like allergy like symptoms and then they test positive. And I was like, You're not helping me. <laughs> like I literally looked at her and I'm like, This doesn't help. And she was like, But I'm sure you're fine. And I was like, Great. Thankfully I had a great doctor. Not that nurses are bad, not at all to say that. It was just the person at the time was like riling up my anxiety. So the one who actually got to talk to me and everything. Um, calmed me down a lot and was like, you most likely do not have this, but thank you for being cautious. Yeah. Um, he was laughing the whole time. <laughs> he was laughing because every time I was like, I'm a hypochondriac. I understand. I should also share that I also got a test today as well, along with Alyssa. And I oh, was yeah. also negative. You were negative. So we love negative. I've never wanted a Good. negative result more than in an STD test or a pregnancy test before in my life. And today was that day. I really wanted that negative. <laughs> oh, my God. Man, and it's not even a sex episode. <laughs> Everything's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. Enough of my struggles. What is your struggle today? Um. Okay, so I am having an issue with my hands. It's not happening today, though. Um. But pretty much, uh, my hands were starting to get, like, really red, and it was, like, kind of, like, painful, and I thought it was typical, you know, it's that time of year, it's cold, it's dry, your hands normally get dry and, like, cracked and stuff like that in the winter, so I thought that this was it, but then, like, at night, when I was, like, sitting at home, my skin was like pulsing like my like my skin was like inflamed it felt like oh and i was like what the hell's going on so i looked it up and it's actually pretty common for a lot of people right now um well it's winter yeah well it it was like a uh from what i recall it is like a dermatitis and it's happening from the overwashing of the hands the use of hand sanitizer as well wow. because when you're washing the hands that much you're breaking you know that layer of skin and when you're just washing and washing and washing you're not giving your skin enough time to regenerate, um, regenerate. and then also to putting on the hand sanitizer that also doesn't help so what i also read is that if you let the skin get too raw you can also you know be at risk for a staph infection i was like well that's the last thing i need wow yeah i was like oh my god so are you moisturizing does that help i have been moisturizing after like pretty much every single time i wash my hands i've done the um you know you put lotion on and then you put your hands in gloves i've like sat with like that at work actually like uh they have gloves at work so i just might put as a lot well. of lotion on, put on some gloves, and now, get to type it. Now, are you sanitizing your hands even after you wash them? Uh, no. Not okay, every time. Say, well, you should probably... I know. I know. It's if me. If you wash your hands, then they're fine. I know. It's, but it, I get it. It's me and the hypochondria going on. Um, I get it. So, I, um, I w- I'm doing that, and then also... Um, 
at night, not only do I put lotion on my hands, but I've also been putting Aquaphor on as well. Um, and that has shown a significant amount of improvement for my skin. I don't know if that sentence just made sense at all, but the Aquaphor <laughs> has really helped. Um, but it's it's tough to use because it's like very yeah. like slimy. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you can't really like you can't do anything with it. Yeah, you can't do anything with your hands once you put it on. So Man, that's why I go to sleep afterwards. It is just an anxiety filled <sighs> winter, and isn't it lovely? It showed in my blood pressure today because my blood pressure was like one forty <laughs> something over like one o two, and the lady was like, "That's not normal for somebody your age." Um. And I'm pretty sure it's the anxiety because the last time that my blood pressure was high like this was last summer after my brother had died. So I I think it's I think it's related to the anxiety. I know I should probably also go to the doctor and get it checked out. Check it out in Um, a week. You know, you'll be fine. Honestly, we should just create a new segment of what's what does Sabrina think is wrong with her? today oh maybe season four. season four stay tuned to here in our next season it's, it's a new thing every week folks or it's just repetitive things as well mine is just anxiety filled thoughts and then i spiral myself so everything is fine I, I know normally we try and and have a lot of positivity in our shows and we're still going to have a lot of that today but I think it's important to still talk about these moments because sometimes I try and hide them from the show and I'm like, nope, no one wants to hear about my down shit like that or my negative stuff. But um, I've realized I can't do that because then I just keep it bottled up and it just gets worse and worse and worse and then it explodes. Listen, we're, we're not being dark with it. We're laughing at ourselves. I mean, I, I can't help but laugh. Like now I look at it as like yesterday at like 12 o'clock, I had it in my head when I was working like, oh, I obviously have COVID. That's immediately where my head went. And I was like, (laughs) what do I do? Do I get a test now? Do I wait until tomorrow? Do I watch my symptoms? Do I not watch my symptoms? Do I call my dad and ask him if I should go get tested? And like, it just was like all the way down in the rabbit hole. (laughs) Literally. Well, it's it's tricky because... You know, we didn't see our families for Thanksgiving in the hopes of quarantining and staying safe to try and, like, figure something out for Christmas. So, uh, because I know a lot of people are still going to try and be with their families for Christmas. A lot of people did make the decision like we did and didn't do anything for Thanksgiving. And I'm planning to leave New York for a bit of time to I'm going to be gone for, like, two and a half weeks. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited about it, but I also, like... I'm trying to be safe up until I have to leave. And so in my head, I was like, oh, my God, I'm not going to be able to leave. I'm going to have to stay. And I was literally going through every scenario in my head. And man, hearing that negative result was just like, wow. I know. I like I looked at it and I was like, oh, thank God. I know. (laughs) It was just like the best thing in the world. I was like, okay, I'm safe. I'm good. What I'm doing is right by staying home, wearing my mask being really clean, washing my hands properly, sanitizing when I need to. That means I got to keep doing what I'm doing. And rant. (laughs) And scene. (laughs) And scene, because I can. But today we have a lot of cool things in store. Um, Leading up to our 100th episode, we were trying to figure out, you know, what to talk about today and trying to think about talking about something new and Sabrina had this great idea. Instead of talking about something new, uh, we want to celebrate and also reflect back on our five years of friendship. Mm-hmm. This year, we celebrated five years, which is great. And we're we're coming up. We're two and a half years with the podcast. And 100 will be next week, which is insane. 
And we don't do many of these, so we're calling it the Reflectisode. The Reflectisode. Where we are just kind of taking a look back on our last five years. We're taking a look back on the podcast, how it's changed us, but also talking about how... Uh, the people and events that happen in our lives, how they ultimately decide everything for us mm-hmm. and and really looking like it, about like how interesting it is to think about, you know, everything that has brought you to the point right now that you're at in your life had it not been for everything else that happened type of a thing. Yeah, that is true. Mm-hmm. Do you want to start first? Yeah, I mean, Sure. How the fuck did we meet? I know. Um, <laughs> we get a lot of questions about how we've met. So we met at Ohio State, but... That's like the one word answer of like, I don't want to get into it. But if we go in a little bit deeper, um, we could take it back to my freshman year of college. Now, I lived... Yeah, we're going to take it back because this, this, this makes sense. Okay. It's going to make sense. So I was in Dracot Tower. And Drake Tower at OSU, I don't know if it, they, they, they remodeled it or whatever. But at the time, they were these tiny little quads and the floor was co-ed. So I lived across the hall from this group of guys. I actually am still kind of friends with them to this day. Well, not kind of like we're friends. We just don't talk all the time, but that's okay. So that's care. life after college. Um, but, you know, so they, they lived across the hall and they were all from Cincinnati and they all went to the same school as our friend Jen. Like they like they all graduated mm. together from high school. So, you know, Jen came and visited them and then I also became friends with Jen. Mm-hmm. Now, I would have never become friends with Jen if I didn't live in Drek Tower, if I would have never picked to live there or if I just would have never yeah. been put in that dorm room. Yeah. Exactly. I feel like I should then say how I know Jen now. Yeah. Because obviously we met each other through Jen. Um, and I mean, my whole reason I went to Ohio State was I wasn't happy at my last college. I wanted to get a dual degree, which means you get two actual physical bachelor's degrees, not like a double major situation. And my college didn't offer that. Ohio State was my dream school. I ended up transferring. I got in and I was taking this class with an amazing, amazing professor who um, was a mentor for me in college and a mentor. He still is for so many people. His name is Dr. Lanier Holt. If you are going to Ohio State or thinking about it, go take his classes. Anyways, he's a communications professor and Jen and I were in the same class. We sat next to each other, got paired up for a project and started talking. We started. uh, This was like spring of 2015 so right before i did my summer in la and i told her when we get back i was like yeah we should hang out we should try and have classes together in the fall that'd be great so we we go apart for summer come back i turned 21 that summer and i wasn't with my friends and my friends still wanted to do a shop book party for me and a lot of people down south normally do like a waltz where you get a sign and whatnot but i really was into the shop book idea where you get mm-hmm. a scrapbook you have different everybody contributes a page it's really cute and it's a whole thing but before the shop book party we um jen had wanted to do this girls night with one of our other friends named tori another girl uh i Haley, i think was her name and i think there was a maddie as well was yeah maddie, maddie. Mm-hmm. oh she's such still a dear friend I, I haven't talked to her in a long time which reminds me to reach out to her <laughs> anyways and 
Jen had asked if her friend Sabrina could come along. And I was like, yeah, sure, of course. The more the merrier because at the time it was going to be at my apartment. And my apartment was like in the hot spot of campus, like mm-hmm. literally right next to the bars. I remember when Jen, I like, well, okay, I shouldn't say I remember called, exactly. Oh my God, we called it the bachelorette pad. But I like, this was the <laughs> night we stole the sign. No. Oh, that was the shop. That was the okay. shop. Okay. <laughs> um, but no, I like, I kind of remember Jen's like, hey, my my friend Alyssa from class, like, she's having some people over, you want to go out? And I'm like, yeah, girls night, let's go. Because before this, I really did not have a lot of girlfriends. Oh my God, we'll post the photo on our Instagram because we did take a photo of this girls night. We did take it's a photo of this girls night. An iconic photo because we don't talk to anybody else in the photo. <laughs> We should we shouldn't say it like that. We just like we don't talk to them a lot. Uh, one of them I definitely don't talk well, to anymore. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's like a thing we have each other on social media, and that's that. Tis life. Um, is how I'm gonna respond. It to is that. tis life. But I was like, let's go. So like we go over to this apartment. I'm like, oh, this girl lives in a one bedroom. Like, okay, that was a great apartment. I had a walk-in closet. No, I was. I, I was like, loved this- my little like kitchen closet situation that had doors to it i thought it was cool i was like oh i know damn she's like she's like right off campus she's in like the heart of everything all right um it was like if you could have picked a one bedroom the only downside to this was it was a basement apartment that was the only downside to it but everything else i loved um so we you know we do our little pregame thing and then we go downtown now this is like august uh right before school had started yeah this was like two weeks before the semester started so we we go downtown columbus and we're going to the bars down there on what street is that i don't even know what is it Mm, it's where gas works it's where gas works Mm, every thursday night and used to be a thing the name's gonna come to me eventually oh it's park street park street Street. because there was park street cantina Mm -hmm. so there it's like this huge trifecta bar down there if you know columbus you know exactly what i'm talking about so we we went out and we just had a rip roaring good time it was rip roaring (laughs) who are you it was fun okay it was fun gasworks was great because they had um the five dollar pictures of long island iced teas that like obviously when you're 21 you think are a great idea so everybody got their own picture because that was what was economical (laughs) it was economical it was Uh, i got six drinks for the price of five dollars that's less than one dollar a drink hey hey (laughs) math Mm. Uh, so uh anyways we we have a good night and then like we all pile into this uber because you know it was pre-covid days so you know you could have like way too many people in an uber um so we all pile into this uber and we take it through the taco bell drive-thru oh yeah this bitch was drunk and she was like i want taco bell and then everybody obviously jumped in and then was like yeah let's go get a taco bell and the driver was like do you want me to drive you through it and that's how it all started for us and every time we would go out we would ask our uber drivers to drive us through taco bell oh every single time and i mean just after that night i think was then your shop book it was party. a week later was my shop book and that's when we stole the sign the welcome sign from that restaurant the bb bop welcome sign oh my god Woo! um picked that bad boy up tossed it in my apartment went back to the bars and then i don't know from there like me and Alyssa just kept hanging out and we vibed off of each other mm-hmm. we were like i get you you get me yeah and it was just one of those 
kind of friendships that just kind of happened and you just like you stuck with it it's the ones that click and you don't yeah. really have to think anything about it like you just know it's going to be okay even if you're both anxious hoes and have to ask each other every five seconds are we okay you know you're <laughs> yeah. okay and it's it's so funny to think about because you know if i if i would have decided to live on south campus instead of north campus because i wanted the bathroom in my dorm room instead of uh you know having to share a bathroom i get that you know we wouldn't have met or if you would have um if you wouldn't have sat next to jen in class not even that if i would have never transferred well yeah if you would have never transferred even before i transferred i remember there was this guy from college he's a great friend and he was actually the first one i told because he was over with me in my dorm room the night we were um we were just really good friends and um he was helping me with some schoolwork at the time and i was like you know i should just check on my application status and i hadn't told anybody at that point at, at when i was at unf that i was even applying to transfer anything so i told him and i was like i literally started screaming and he was like oh my god like what's happening and obviously i was like i got in and i had to tell him the whole thing and he was like obviously you have to go and i i was nervous i was like no i've already been here for two years maybe not i already got the answer i needed of like i'm good enough to get in and for like a month he pushed me to accept it because not only did i get in i got a scholarship and i was like okay clearly this is all a sign and i said you know before i accept it i'm gonna go and i'm gonna see if all of my credits transfer because if not all of them transfer it's not worth it Mm -hmm every single one of them transferred and i was like okay obviously this is a sign it was a sign you had to go it was a sign i didn't have to really think about it but it's like moments like that you think about you're like wow what if i didn't go and do this big life decision that you don't think at the time are big life decisions until everything unfolds from it it's kind of like the butterfly effect what's the butterfly effect do you not know what the butterfly effect is no it's like this theory of the flap of a butterfly's wings thousands of years down the road could affect a huge change and it's a popular concept in a lot of kind of like time travel movies what where if you go back and you change one little thing maybe i've heard of this i like didn't Mm, okay yeah you you go back and you change one little thing and then you go back to the present and it's completely different oh yeah oh i never knew it was called the butterfly effect yeah it's called the hive interesting i forget where the term actually comes from there's actually a movie called the butterfly effect but i think that's what i was young ashton kutcher um yeah but yeah that that's technically what the term is called just that one little that that one little thing that you do or if i or if i would have said you know what I don't want to go out tonight, Jen. I want to I want to stay in. Yeah. Or yeah. I want to go see my boyfriend. I remember at the time too <laughs> why I wanted that girls night because I was mad at someone. I'll bleep this name out. I was mad at <laughs> because she was going out with a bunch of other girls and none of them invited me and so I said, "Fuck it, I'm going to have my own girls night." So Jen and I had talked about going out together forever and I was like, "I should just ask her and I should ask my other friend who I know is not doing anything and we'll do our own thing." I remember that too very vividly and I remember the next day um Kenzie hit me up and was like so I see you went out without me and I go same to you mm. Ooh, clap girl. back clap back anyways but I mean anyways from there a beautiful beautiful friendship blossomed but I think what also helped really solidify it is I remember we were we were at this football tailgate and Alyssa says to me 
we're thinking about doing a spring break trip. You want to come? And I was like, I barely know this girl, but yes, I want to fucking go. <laughs> that was the cruise. That was so our first one. We went on this cruise and it really it really helped solidify a lot of things. Um, yeah, I know I, I keep mean, I keep saying that term, but it's um, true, though. That trip was like I look back on that and everything and that moment in time was like perfect we went with a great group of people we had like 12 or 13 people Mm -hmm. and it was just like the trip all of us look back on it and a lot of us have ish not i want to say issues but a lot of drama happened before a lot of drama happened after the trip but when we all look back on that trip you can ask anybody who was on there they say that was the best spring break trip that was the best like friendship trip i've ever fucking been on it was iconic we did a few days at my parents house like we did a night before the cruise a night after my parents surprised us with this limo bus that took us over to Miami. It dropped us off. It picked us back up. I mean, the whole cruise was amazing. We had that was when we did the um the the not they're not ATVs, but they're like a dune buggy. Yeah, they're they're dune buggy. They were dune buggy cars, and we like drove them around while like after a tequila tasting tour. Oh, so dangerous. Oh my god. <laughs> We kept losing our one friend in the casino. He was always there. Jay. Yeah. Jay. I mean, just I look back on that trip and all I can do is smile because it was just, it's like literally one of my favorite memories. Like if I were to say my top five memories in my life, that's probably number two or number three. Mm. Oh, I love that. I'm a part of that. I know. <laughs> I mean, and then, yeah, we after after that spring break trip, I mean, not long after that, the semester ended yeah you, i went to peru you went to peru and i stayed in columbus that summer i remember but before Alyssa went to peru i drove her to the airport i i wish i could change this this is like one of the very few things i wish i could have changed but i can't <laughs> i drove her to the airport and and also keep in mind at the time too she was driving me um i think you had taken my car too no i had i you had your car but some her ex-boyfriend at the time was gonna stay in my apartment and like Mm -hmm. watch it for me and because she was there that summer i was like oh you guys can watch it for me this will be great i had given her my keys of like hey give this like take these keep these for the summer like do what you want i get in line for security (laughs) and i go in my purse to grab my passport because i was actually going home a day before because it was cheaper for me to fly from miami and get direct to lima from there and i'm shuffling through my purse and i'm like oh no and it's like that tiktok video of like oh no oh no 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 that whole thing (laughs) and i didn't have my passport like it was gone and it was i was like oh obviously i have my passport with it no it was in my desk drawer (laughs) back in my apartment and i'm i have like less than 45 minutes to get to the gate she calls me right and when she calls me i like just got off the highway and i was about to make the turn towards my apartment and I went the other way towards her apartment and I found this bitch's passport and I got my ass all the way back to the Columbus like, airport. I was prepared to just like Venmo her money and be like, overnight this son of a bitch. Like, I, I need this tomorrow. I whipped my car into the into the airport, put them hazards on and ran to the airport. I, they let me go through security and they were holding me and they literally just sent my passport through in its own individual bin <laughs> through security because they weren't sure what was going on. 
all the security guards were laughing at me. I was like, look at it. There's my passport. I was like, it's so close. <laughs> but man, that was a whole moment oh of anxiety. That was not great. Oh, just some funny stories from the beginning. I know, but they're good memories. They're, like, they're... They just make me laugh because that time was so pure. It was very pure. I mean... I also think about our early days here in New York as well. And oh my I, god, that they, first year they they were they were so pure. I mean, that first year was when I also moved here. Twenty seventeen. What a lifetime ago. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that was a long time ago. But I mean, yeah. I mean, it was a very pure first year. And that I was mean, my first job. I moved and started working in TV and met some interesting people some of which i'm still friends with some of which i'm not um that's when you celebrated your birthday here and it basically solidified you moving to new york i was like i could i i could live here i'm navigating the trains because that's that's enough uh that's enough evidence or whatever um whatever it was going to be i can't i can't find the right word here that was like enough that, that's all that it was that's all that it took for you to be that like was, that was yes, all it took. that's um, like the decision i want to make so you know i moved here um so i could be with my friend but then also too um i wanted i wanted to move to a big city but at the time when i well i i shouldn't say at the time but like previously i thought it was gonna be la but then new york ended up being a lot more attainable because one, I knew somebody in the city. I knew at least one person. Two, it wasn't too far from home, which mm-hmm. thank God, now looking back on it, oh yeah, thank God it wasn't too far from home because as we all know, that's the um, same thing for me. I almost took a job offer in LA. When I graduated, I had two offers, literally one in New York and one in LA. Each of them had a difference of like $10,000 in a salary, which when you're fresh out of college, that's a huge difference. And one of them was like almost close to the poverty line. And it was my offer out in L.A. And I remember talking with my parents about it. And I was like, it's at an agency. Maybe this will be the right move for me to make right out of college. And my mom was like, you don't want to be at an agency, which I'm at one now and I love it. And I love agency life. But at the time, I wanted to also be closer to home i didn't want to like have to be so far away in a different time zone getting home would have been a pain yeah so but i mean us being here having an incredible time i couldn't i couldn't picture myself like living in la because i know that i would have to drive everywhere and i have terrible road rage well i looked at it too of like i did it and i remember telling you like you're not gonna like driving there because i hated driving there. i would be yelling all the time my blood pressure would be through the damn roof i remember i had a little mini cooper and i would whip that son of a bitch everywhere i love public transportation i love just being able to hop on the train and getting to where i need to go i love how compact yep. new york is so i am very happy that i moved here and you know, our time here and our experiences here just in that first year really helped us to get to this point of 
we want to make this podcast. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know what kind of podcast places they have in L.A., but they probably don't have anything like Gotham Podcast Studios. No, they don't. They don't have um, anybody that makes you feel like family when you walk in. It was a superior choice to be here in New York and to be here at Gotham Podcast Studio. I know. It really was, though. Like, the whole experience of starting it, the idea for it, finding a studio. I remember searching for so many places here in New York, and Gotham was like, at the time, this was in 2018 so they were like the third search result that i saw mm-hmm. and we had like gone around and interviewed a bunch of places and we came in and brianna was the one who gave us our, our tour and she was just so kind and caring and humble and just wanted us to feel like we were a part of it and mm-hmm. that was something that stuck but yeah. i always keep hinting that like and i want to talk about it because it's kind of fucking funny why we started the podcast because we we have like two stories we have the one story we tell everybody and it's true of like we wanted to start one because it was a po- it was supposed to be originated as like a postgrad podcast with like people who were postgrad talking about postgrad problems because we were listening to other podcasts about it and none of them were talking about the shit that we were going through they were either like way too explicit and we're funny but it was like okay well some of these things don't happen to everybody they happen but we want to talk about the real shit we want to get like deep in it and like talk about what happens in our day-to-day lives talk about anxiety talk about sex talk about dating talk about jobs and everything else in between but the real story is not that that is like maybe like at the time was part of it it was it was like 40 percent of it but like 60% of it was I was actually trying to get back at somebody. <laughs> and she knows it too. I, before I had the idea for it, I got into podcasts around like the end of 2017. I was trying to find new ways of like how to become more intellectual. And I was dating a guy at the time who was listening to podcasts. He recommended a couple different ones for me to try, which one of them is one of my favorites, the J Train podcast with Jared Freed. Um, great comedian, great podcast. And it kind of just like opened a door for me of like other types of podcasts like that. And I'm like, wow, a lot of people have podcasts like this. I could probably do one too. Well, my now ex was like, I'm going to start a podcast. And I was like, oh, what are you going to talk about? And he was like, I'm not really sure. I'm like, I found these people on Craigslist and I'm going for an interview and I'm going to go talk about it. Yeah, he found people on Craigslist. That's <laughs> oh my God, what? I don't know if it was like a thing of like he really wanted a podcast or he was just like looking to meet people. I don't know what it was, but he was telling me about this. Long story short, we break up. And in my head, I'm like, I want to get back at him some way. And I don't know how to do that. And I was like, drunk at this Cinco de Mayo brunch where I ended up meeting Scott. And in my head, I'm like, this is the perfect way. I have to start a podcast. And I don't care what what happens with it, but like, this is how I'm going to get back at him. (laughs) That's like, in my head, I was drunk, talking to a new guy, talking to her. We had talked about it a day before. And I was like, I think we should start a podcast. We had, because I know you presented this idea to me before Cinco de Mayo. I, I presented it to you on your birthday. Okay. It was like two weeks before Cinco de Mayo. I remember presenting it drunk. I had this idea because I was talking to somebody and they said, you would have a great radio voice. And I was like, oh, interesting. Why do you say that? Because no one's going to see me if I'm on the radio. So do you think I'm ugly? They were <laughs> like, no, you just talk really well. You have a very calm, soothing demeanor. And that's really great for radio. And I was like, hmm, 
I don't want to do radio, obviously. So here we are. I was told I've been told before that my voice is is uh is kind of like like sultry, sultry, sexy. I don't know. They the way that they described it, they're like, oh. But whenever I hear my voice, like listening to these episodes, I'm thinking, holy shit, why do I sound like a man? I I, I think f- the same. I feel like my voice is very low, but. People are apparently listening to it anyways, so thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> so thanks, man. <laughs> so thanks. Um, but wow. Yeah, it started and, as a way to get back at somebody, and now it's like my identity. I mean, it's blossomed into this beautiful thing where we've gotten to talk about the things that we're going through, and we've gotten to make connections with people, but we've also learned a lot along the way. Not we've just about so ourselves, much. but so much. just about other things going on in the world with other people we've gotten to meet and speak to different people and be a part of this podcast studio and it's been a really cool experience Mm -hmm. and i am very grateful that i've been able to talk about some of the things that i've gone through especially in just these past two years alone and i really appreciate all of you out there who are you know who have listened to me and i hope that um yeah i've i've helped you go through whatever you might be going through because what i've learned is that everyone's going through something mm-hmm. so everybody's going through it and fighting their own battle but it's always good to take comfort in the fact of somebody else is going through it with you even if you've never met the person even if you don't know the ins and out of their situation the feelings are the same right Mm -hmm. there's still those really shitty feelings that you don't know how to deal with and that's what this whole thing was started and i remember we kept trying to think of a name oh i think we've talked about it here before we have but it's still funny the the name that i came up with was uh mom i'm trying uh, because at the time we were just trying to be adults. We were trying to get our shit together. We were trying to, you know, become independent of our parents and become yeah. our own people. And it was tough because they don't teach you this kind of shit in school. No. Like, I still think that they should teach you about taxes in school. They should teach, they should teach you, you about, about a, loans, 401k, a 401k, the stock market, the stock market, all these basic things you need to live i don't fucking need to be taught the pythagorean theorem five years in a row nope Nope. i needed to learn how to budget (laughs) and i if i had not joined an agency and became a wizard of microsoft excel i would not know how to budget like everything that i do is in excel why didn't i take more excel courses in college why didn't i do that where were they they were there but i just didn't know to take them because nobody told me to (laughs) I mean, nobody tells you to. And I... uh... And don't get me wrong. That's a lot of what life is. But I feel like in college, there could have been a little bit more guidance of like, hey, in if you get a corporate job, these are the things that you have to deal with. Hey, if you decide to become an entrepreneur, this is the things you have to deal Mm -hmm. with. Like, there are professors out there, and this is not all of them. It's definitely a handful. It's not all of them, who just like teach you the material. They don't really care about life, and that's that. But... My one teacher, a professor, Linear Holt, he taught us about real life shit. And he has this famous class in college called Crisis Communication. And this year, I literally pulled out my old notes from that class when I was struggling at work trying to figure out what to do from like an advertiser's perspective. And I literally went 
back to that because I'm like, oh, he taught us about this because we learned about pandemics in college <laughs> and learned about pandemic advertising in college. And I was like, wow, why wasn't there more professors like this? There just wasn't. There wasn't at the time. I mean, I was not a communications major. I remember learning about... Um, no, I don't even think I learned about pandemics in college. I learned about community health. Mm, which still applies. But, I mean, yeah. I mean, that that definitely still applies. And- but I, I think before we go on a tangent, there's one question we, we want to end off of. Um, we do have to start wrapping up here because... We were late and we're almost out of studio time. But I think the the coolest question to ask about now, looking back, we're almost at three years. This is 99 episodes. It's been a fucking wild journey. How have you changed as a person because of the podcast? Well, we can start with you. You got to start with me. Yep. You made me start with my struggles. So you can start with okay. this. So I, this is going to be really funny to say. Um, I am more confident talking about um, myself in sexuality. Uh, I mean, definitely our friendship has helped, but before ever meeting you, and I don't know why, because you've met my mother. So I don't understand why I have always been so, I guess, timid and just not very vocal about the things that i need and well there's definitely a taboo on it right yeah especially when it comes to sex it's like you can't talk about it but when even in my family too it there's always been a a taboo about talking about really negative shit like talking about stuff that's not happy or positive or things like that yeah and um yeah so i feel like i'm definitely more confident in myself you know sexually and taking my power when it comes to that but i think also too um, this podcast has made me more comfortable with my own mental health because we've talked about it before and I've yeah. always been accepting of, you know, what others are going through and stuff like that. But I always really pushed aside what was going on in my own brain. And yeah. I guess I never fully was wanting to accept that, hey, bitch. You got anxiety or, hey, bitch, like, there's this other shit going on in here. I really hope you do say, hey, bitch. <laughs> I really hope that goes on in your head because that's what goes on in my head. <laughs> so, you know, I've I've really gotten comfortable with the fact of, hey, you know, do have a tinge of anxiety? Hey, you know, I do struggle with depression. Hey, there are some ADHD issues there and that's okay and you're talking about it and you're being open about it and you're being more accepting of it and I always I always kind of needed that to accept okay yeah this is what's going on and it's okay that it's going on makes it easier to deal with and makes you feel like you're not a freak because Mm -hmm. that's how I used to feel when I was a kid like I was diagnosed with anxiety when I was 11 so very early on and then i was diagnosed with depression when i was 12 and when you're that young and you hear these words and nobody talks about it and i used to go to therapy in secret like i would get pulled out of school and they would sometimes say it was for skating but it wasn't i was literally going to talk to a therapist because i was i was too embarrassed of saying what it was exactly because it was like a whole stigma around it right yeah and we're also living in a year now where mental health is it's become a priority oh 110%. And you were making it a priority before it became a priority. 
yeah, I mean, after my year of 2019, oh, heck yeah, um, it really got shifted to the forefront. I really was taking therapy seriously. And I mean, it wasn't until recently that I was taking the idea of, you know, maybe possibly medication more seriously. Um, and so, yeah, I've just, I've gotten, I guess overall, I guess you could say that I've gotten more comfortable with myself through That's this podcast. Awesome. So that is That's awesome, yo. That makes changed. me so happy. It's a lot of mine too. A lot of it is with self-confidence. A lot of it's uh also with sexuality, but the biggest things for me is co- uh confidence in my appearance, confidence in my thoughts, and that's something that I've never really been comfortable with or secure with i've always had anxiety of am i saying the right thing am i doing the right thing and it's held me back from a lot of opportunities Mm -hmm. and same with my appearance when we first started this we used to not release videos of ourselves with it because i was too afraid of people seeing who was behind the mic and it was in season two i actually really stopped giving a fuck and there was an episode in that too that really changed my life like a lot of episodes have changed my life a lot have don't get me wrong but it was the episode with misty mountains that changed my life like really really did it made me feel like a badass because i felt like we got this local celebrity on who was so confident in who she was and no matter what she did always did it with swagger and my dad has always told me this phrase of no matter what you do do it with some swagger and it's always been a weird phrase and he said it at really pivotal points in my life he said it to me when i graduated high school when i graduated college when i moved to new york when I got my first promotion and I never knew what it really meant until then and until starting this podcast where it was like anything that I do, I can just be me. I don't Mm -hmm. have to be something different. I don't have to hide back who I am or hide back a thought that I have because it's a part of who I am and somebody else might be thinking it too. So Mm -hmm. might as well say it because I know I'm probably not the only one thinking it. The podcast helped me start stand up, which was huge. And pre-COVID, I was actually getting ready for a show and then naturally it, it things shut down. But I was getting ready to like invite my friends to come and see me do it. And I still want to after COVID and well, not after COVID, when we are able to go back into clubs, I do want to sign back up for some more shows because um, I have a lot of new material. Oh, <laughs> I have a lot of new material. But that's something that I would have never done had this podcast never existed. I would have never got into that world of comedy and finding ways to laugh at what has happened in my life or laugh at things that made me uncomfortable before. But the biggest thing is like with my self-image confidence and it's realizing that I don't have to be a specific type of person. I don't have to look a specific way. My makeup doesn't have to be perfect. My outfit doesn't have to be perfect. I don't need to be, you know, a specific number on a scale anymore. And that's huge. That's so huge because that was something that was held over me for years and years Mm -hmm. and years as a kid. We've talked about it with skating episodes. Like there was the episode with Aubrey, multiple episodes with Aubrey of I'm proud to be a former figure skater and I'm proud to have overcome that shit. Wow. I mean, I guess. I almost got emotional. I know I can like I can see it. But But it's true. Like for the both of us yeah i mean overall we can say that because of this podcast we've become more confident in ourselves in different and similar ways and we've become more comfortable in ourselves and we've 
become the people who are sitting here right now yeah. because of this podcast. And I don't think I would have gotten through this year without the podcast. <laughs> I really don't think I would have gotten through 2020 without keeping it together and our Gotham family. Ugh. I wouldn't have. I mean, same. But what I also do want to say is that I hope that because of this podcast, you, the listeners, have been able to take away things from it. You've been able to become more confident in yourselves. You be, mm-hmm. You're able to become more comfortable with yourself. You can be like, oh, hey, these bitches, they have the same issue as me or they're yep. having the same struggle as me or, you know, wow, I didn't think of it like that. Or it's just, it's okay to be me. It's okay to be this. And I hope that we have helped you all. You have helped us significantly. You've helped us so much from when we had one listener to having 300 to having 20 to having 200 to a live show. Mm -hmm. So much shit in between. You guys keep us going when we don't want to keep going at all. You help us keep it together when we don't even know where the pieces have fallen. We are just, we are unbelievably grateful for each and every single one of you who listens every week, who chats with us on Instagram, yes, email, yes, Facebook, yes, 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 yes. whatever it's on, you're talking to us. Yep. Um, should also mention, shout out to like the 30 people who had us as their top five podcasts. Oh this my past God! Week with Spotify. That is incredible. Yes, and we got so many DMs from people in their Spotify rap that we were a podcast in their top five. And I was shocked because we were up there with some other large podcasts and I literally cried at some of them. We are so thankful that you listen to us all the time that we are in your top five. Um, yeah, even if that's like three episodes, like the fact that you did, you do and mm-hmm. that we were there means the world to us. We are very excited to go into 2021 and go into season four to continue with this journey with each and every one of you. But at the end of the day, we would not be here if it weren't for y'all. That's fucking right. Thank you guys so much. We have nothing but gratitude and love. And I think that's an awesome place to end off on. Yeah. Before episode 100. We are almost there. We hope you guys tune in next week with us. We can't thank you enough for today and listening to us kind of reflect on on so much in, in such a short amount of time. Um, so thank you for being on this journey with us. Yes, thank you. Once again, guys, my name's Alyssa. I'm Sabrina. And thanks for keeping it together with us this week. And we'll see you back next week for episode 100! Woo! Keeping it together I'm sure it's why.